You're tuned into an episode of Behind the Sign, sponsored by Office Sign Company. Welcome to the second episode of the Behind the Sign podcast, sponsored by Office Sign Company. Uh, this podcast exists as an opportunity to connect with the local Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo business community. Uh, as the inspiration behind it, myself working for Office Sign Company, being in a position of marketing and sales, I usually am introduced to clients at kind of a crucial time in their business span. Either they're going through a rebrand, a refresh, some sort of expansion project. Um, and in doing so, I get to learn a little bit about the cool things that are going on in their business and what makes their business so successful. And so today, we're going to be taking that on kind of a grander scale and talking to Darren Dunlop from the Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber of Commerce. Very excited to talk to him, one of my good friends. And uh, yeah, we're excited to see where this goes. Walking in right now, we got Darren Dunlop from the Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber of Commerce. Um, I've known you now for about three and a half years. Shortly after my, my start at Office Sign Company, you've been a longtime friend of Ryan Fritz, longtime friend of our business. Uh, we've had the pleasure of doing some trophies, awards, various print items with you guys. Uh, and you're one of my favorite guys to go to, go to worst with. And get a beer and some fries and sausage. So uh, I was only really, after work. Only right after there. work. <laughs> only after work. So I was excited that you were willing to join. But Darren, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, well, I'm Darren Dunlop. I am uh, the business development manager for the Chamber of Commerce, and that's kind of a um, a wide-reaching title. Um, there's a lot of people at work that wonder what the heck I do all day as well. Uh, so it, it really, uh, my predominant role is to develop relationships with our uh, with our members, um, get them aware of our programs and our events, mm-hmm. um, find sponsorship money for those because uh, it does cost a lot of money to put those events on. I don't know if you heard, we had an event last week, Jack. 4,000 people. 4,000 people, and um, I'm going to say 95% of them were, were women yeah. uh, for our Women Connect event. It was it was it unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. How was, the, uh, how was the day of logistics on that end? The people playing on the event, was it kind of chaos, or did they seem like they had everything together? I know you're working with Livewire, who's a great partner to work with. Yeah. But. You know, it, well, we started setting up... Um, Monday for the actual event, but you know the the logistics team that we have is you know this really started last summer, mm-hmm. um, and it's been it was it was amazing to watch it all come together. I do not have those organizational skills. Uh, we, uh, I'm an idea guy, Jack. Yeah, no, yeah I know I, that. I, I think I tell you that all the time. I got a few t-shirt ideas last week from you. Yeah, yeah. as a matter of fact, yeah. I, I'm waiting for my uh, residuals <laughs> to start flowing in on those. They'll come. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, it, it is amazing to watch an event from, from kind of behind the scenes and see, you know, the organized chaos, I guess. Um, you know, there's always things that you know you wish you had done but from the outside nobody ever really sees them Mm -hmm. um but you know this was only our second event that we've had at the shack right um so we yeah we we learned yeah it was was great good good well uh so outside of the event side for someone who is maybe not that familiar with what the chamber of commerce does for our community can you tell us a little bit about some of the benefits of being a member of the of the chamber well jack i guess the there's really three prongs to uh, you know what the chamber can do for you, and that's basically what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is uh, we always say education, right. because we do have training events uh, for 
uh, for people within the organization, whether it's learning about social media or learning about podcasts. This is uh, this is my first, you know, I'm learning today. So I know you is, seem experienced, though. Oh, oh yeah. Yep, that's <laughs> it. Uh, but education on social media, on uh, customer service, on a lot of different areas in that regard. So we have events that are geared towards that. Uh, education is one. The second one is networking. We're, mm -hmm. uh, we're very fortunate um, to be in a very vibrant business community. Uh, we have uh, uh, around 2,100 member firms with it that are members of the chamber. Really? Um, wow. And that encompasses almost 100,000 employees. Jeez. Yeah, and you know, and probably 95% of those are within a 30 mile radius of the metro area. Okay. So we're, you know, the, the, the booming business economy is, is, is very beneficial to us. But we're also the kind of the linchpin that can bring some of those companies together. Yeah. Um, we have events that, um, many organizations have gotten to the point where we can't miss that because our clients are there, our contemporaries are there, our peers are there, our uh, potential clients are there. It's a great um, spot to be. Yeah, it is. And then, um, and then finally, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's really evident at this time of the year, but the other thing is advocacy. Um, we uh, we have a very active, and our, our president and CEO, Craig Whitney, is, is very passionate about the role that the Chamber of Commerce, that the, the business communities can play in, in politics. Um, you know, for example, if there's, you know, a, a, a event, um, well, we can just use the diversion, for instance. You know, there was, going back several uh, legislators ago, um, there were, there was some question as to whether or not, you know, the state of North Dakota was going to come up with funding for yeah. it. And uh, it was really at the behest of the chamber and getting business leaders from the from the Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo area mm -hmm. to go out to Bismarck and really tell them, tell the legislators the, the true financial concerns and impact that it would have right. and the fact that you know hey we're not going to build this if we don't have permanent flood protection um you know those sort of things and and that we've heard from many legislators out there that that really was a, a turning point yeah um for the for the support from the state of north dakota that's awesome that's that's very cool well i know you have a really really um well-balanced team too you've got some some younger creative folk like amanda and tyler and then you've got some more established solid marketers and networkers like yourself senior people yeah. is that where you're going Jack? yeah senior? well you do okay. have the gray beard going on today but <laughs> no you're very youthful I, I would say um but but still darren i give a lot of people um i tell people all the time that you are a prime example of someone who's done a great job of building a network uh because it's it's very organic and it's very authentic and I think that's something that people my age have the hardest time with is, is that side of networking. So from your experiences with establishing your own network and then carrying that in the chamber and helping the chamber expand its net, um, what, is some of the, or what are some of the main pieces of advice that you would give to somebody that is maybe struggling with networking and looking to start to build their personal brand a little bit more? Um. As far as networking, I'm going to, you know, at, and thank you for not calling me immature, but I'm youthful. <laughs> youthful. Wow. Youthful. That's, uh, well, I, I, my wife would disagree with that, I think. <laughs> okay. um, I, the, I will tell you, Jack, that, you know, I came from a very small town in 
northern North Dakota, Forest River, North Dakota, a town of maybe 100 when I was there and mm. uh, 80 about now. But yeah. one, So I very shy, inhibited. I came to uh, this market and uh, one of the first things I did was I needed a job. And so uh, I began dealing blackjack. And I, I, tell, I tell people all the time that um, the best thing that ever happened to me was working in the service industry. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and, and you hear a lot of people talk about, you can tell a lot about a personality um, based on how they treat the, the lowest member within an organization, based not the highest member. Sure. And I think that everybody who works in a service industry position, um, you develop a knack for uh, learning per people's personality on a quick basis. Mm -hmm. I do think that I have a pretty good gauge on if what this person's, you know, the personality might be. Um, and so on that, and then I've always prided myself on, you know, hey, ask questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't, uh, you know, this, this is kind of role reversal, Jack. I like getting, <laughs> I, I, how about if I ask I'll you notice, questions, yeah, Jack? Don't do that. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> Save that for my personal podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's great. So at the blackjack table, what everyone wants to know is, do you hit on 16? Depends on what the dealer has up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm heading to Vegas in about a month and a half um, with 15 other dudes for a, for a bachelor party. So I am anticipating some losses on the way. I'm, but... I'm busy that week, whenever that is. <laughs> okay, good. I was going to invite you. Um, so you have an ear to some of the trends going on in the Fargo community. What do you think has changed the most within the last five to ten years um, as far as Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo business goes? and uh, what do you kind of expect to see in the future here, too? Um, you know, I would that the trend that I see is, you know, and, and it's not a, it's not a mystery to anybody, but it's it's the redevelopment of downtown. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, the Fargo Fargo market. And I've been here since 1980. I came to college and I've never left. Um, so the downtown market compared comparatively was I mean, is is heads and shoulders different. Um, I do think that the big key um, was the, uh, the, the opportunity and, and the pushing of getting NDSU having two campuses in downtown really? Fargo. Yeah. Um, because that really created a, an energy and a flow, um, you know, at, at, with the, the arts and or arts and architecture school at the old Northern mm -hmm. School Supply, as well as Barry Hall, um, you know that it's just uh, young people like you, Jack, do supply a lot of. Uh, I, I mean, you just naturally provide energy, and you know you started seeing small shops pop up. You started seeing more entertainment venues. You started seeing a lot of different things, and it really is a. It is a big city vibe, and it's a big city, uh, you know, feel downtown. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, thanks for calling me youthful. <laughs> I don't think you use the word youthful, but young and energetic. That's not, not always true. I'm well, just young. My, I am sucking up to you, Jack. Here, I, I want to make sure that good. I... I bet I fall asleep before you on a given night. I'm like an 8.30 bedtime lately. Do I got you beat? Um, sometimes. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's uh, the emergence of downtown Fargo and what it's become. I, I both live and work in the downtown area, so it's it's really been something that's compelled me to stick around, I know. And um, for me, it's interesting. So uh, I think we were at Toasted Frog not that long ago. I wasn't with you, but you, you came up with another table and you were with all these people that you knew from the community and I think from the country club. Uh, and I can tell both with yourself and with my boss, Ryan, uh, you have very established networks of people that, that have been working within Fargo for the last you know, 10, 20 years that you've just kind of come up with. I'm starting to see that now amongst um, recent college grads and alumni that are sticking around town and, and growing together. And I know the Young Professionals Network is a big thing that the Chamber prides itself in. Can you speak a little bit to that and, and what you've noticed that's done for the young community and keeping, uh, keeping some of the recent college grads in this town contributing to Fargo? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, you know, when, when we went back to talk about, uh, you know, what are some of the benefits of the Chamber of Commerce, and mm -hmm. we talked about networking was basically the right. second one I mentioned. Right. Well, the YPN is a, is a great opportunity for people who are, you know, we say under the age of 35. Um, but it's, you know, there are people who are starting out in new positions um, within an organization, perhaps they're taking a sales position from the, for the first time after working in a technical side, or, yeah. or they've just moved to the community, they've relocated, or, um, you know, they're, they're looking at a new change. Well, a lot of times in this um, day and age, it's difficult to create a peer network and, 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 a, and, a, and, a, and an opportunity because everybody communicates via right. social media or electronically. True. And there's still so much business that is done um, with a handshake and, and yeah. looking eye to eye and, and to somebody. And that's really where the YPN and so many of our, our, our programs give our members an opportunity to get out into the community and promote themselves, not, not only professionally, but also personally. You know, it's, it's very difficult, you know, with two members of the family working to, you know, to find time to go out and socialize. Where That's do you true. find people? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's great for us to, uh, to be able to, to, to provide that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the other one is, is, is our leadership program. Uh, it's, it's amazing when Craig and I go out and we visit with, uh, with our, our sponsors and things annually. Um, invariably, the people who we are talking to have gone through our leadership program, and that goes back geez, 30, 30 years. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And they amazing. talk about the fact that you know some of my best friends, and some of, I still have clients to this day that I met in really? in leadership. Yeah, and it's a uh, it it's it really gives you a, a, a good feeling and you know that that's a it's a great opportunity and and so yeah we're we're very very happy about that well that's inspirational um i think that i even have a lot of friends my age uh and more so in the larger metros in minneapolis specifically that are afraid to branch out beyond their their group of friends because it's i don't it's kind of a vulnerable spot to be in to to first time introducing yourself and shaking hands and you 
most likely at, at this age haven't really peaked career-wise yet, so you're, you're just trying to get your foot in a few doors. Um, so it's it's pretty cool to hear that and how successful it's been for you and that you're still entertaining some of those relationships well, you had early it, on. It is. It's very difficult to step outside your comfort zone, and but uh, that's something that I think everybody internally should really, yeah. should really challenge themselves to do. Sure. And that's, once again, I'll go back to working in the service industry because you get assigned a table, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> nah, I don't want that one. You know, you yeah. have to, you have to adapt your personality, um, to who, whatever that person might be. They may be gruff. They may be angry. They may be, you know, stodgy. They may be, uh, ultra polite. They may be, you know, yeah, like a crazy 15 guy, uh, bachelor party in Vegas, you know, There's we're very, a, we're very all, mild. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I've heard that about bachelor parties. They've changed a lot over the yeah, years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, we talk about that all the time at, at my place of work too. Most of us came from either the service industry or my first job was in retail too. So I was a cashier at Target um, and did that for about five and a half years. You're the dude that screwed me over on that. <laughs> well, no. I got double billed one time. Okay. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I probably, so this is kind of a funny aside, but the first interview I ever had for a serious job was um, for an internship at Target Corporate. And uh, at that point in time, I think I was 20 years old and I didn't, didn't really have any big experiences to talk about. I was running late to the interview. It was, it was really a wake-up call for me afterwards. Um, but they asked me, uh, what's, what's the worst thing you've ever done in a job and how did you get through that? And I talked about a time when I was a cashier at Target and I knowingly let somebody um, steal from the store without stopping them. <laughs> Uh, and well, it wasn't I, written in the personnel manual, right? I was a, you know, $8 an hour cashier at Target. I'm not a superhero. I'm not going to stop someone from stealing a can of beans. But, um, yeah, so, so that was kind of a funny experience for me. But retail and, and service in general, I think both really uh, shape you to deal with all kinds of different varieties of people. Um, you know, so now I can deal with crotchety old men like you, too. Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, on, a, on a different note, on a more serious note, uh, I know that you recently were in Des Moines for what I believe was a, a big collection of different chambers from across the country, correct? Or there was some sort of event that you had in, in that capacity? Yeah, it was called the, uh, it's, it's the ACCE, so okay. it's the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. So it's uh, uh, different chambers from... North America, so it's Canada, uh, United States, and I'm not sure if there was any in in uh, from Mexico or not. But, okay. Um, yeah, it was a uh, it was very informative, and uh, it was uh, you know it, it it once again it's that networking opportunity. You get to you get to find chambers who are larger than yours, right? Um, and some of the programs that they have adapted to or adopted, and and yeah. and we can you know hopefully take the knowledge that we got from them but the interesting thing was is that you know we are a very very large chamber mm -hmm. in the united states uh the one one that uh really stuck out with me is salt lake city utah um i happen to be visiting with a person there and they have 1700 members in their chamber really yeah and they were just stunned that we have that we have 2100 yeah in ours so um but you know everybody has you know different um, economic impacts that are going on in their in their region or community. Um, some are booming, yeah. some are not. 
you know, so it's, you know, you, you really do have to adapt your organization to the community needs. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's a really good take. I was going to say, since you've had such a, a look into the different uh, communities across the nation and, and probably been able to ask some leading questions when you're when you're at these events, what do you think um, or what are some of the biggest ways that Fargo is differentiating themselves from from other communities? Uh, specifically in terms of the way that they approach their relationship with, with the Chambers of Commerce? Um, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that we're, we're that different mm-hmm. than most communities. The one thing that I will say is uh, we, and, and I'm, we, we are going to be uh, opening a brand new program, um, and it's called Professionals of Color. Cool. Um, we have... You know, workforce is Much always needed. You know, workforce has always been um, a, 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 a huge issue for our for our region, and it is all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not only just finding um, finding workers, but it's finding qualified workers. Um, you know, there are people who are available, but they just don't have the skills. And we really need to be more of a recruitment uh, base. That's a it's a difficult subject to talk about. Sure, um, an important one though. But it is, yeah. And and it was interesting to find out that uh, the people who were involved um, talked about how nervous they were moving to this market because we have such a stereotype of being a homogenous, plain yeah. community. And how in the world am I going to fit in? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because a lot of the different businesses that we've visited with and talked to them and asked questions about now is this an issue and absolutely it is there are people who've recruited people up here um and they're absolutely fabulous at their job but they end up quitting their job because they can't find their peer network don't feel that sense of community whether it's in the whether it's in the health industry in the education industry in the commercial uh construction business um, all of these different areas. We've got people who are here, but when you know when they've got time off and it, they go out for a beer, um, they walk in and there there's nobody of their color yeah. available. So our our hope is is that with this new program that we will be able to offer you know the 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 foundation to allow people to come together. Mm-hmm. And meet people from different industries, um, different um, educational backgrounds. Are they the first group that? Um, are they the first group that, um, uh, within their within their family, uh, to go to college? Are they you know first generation American? Are they second generation? You know a lot of different things. But we want to to at least allow that platform um, for that because we're we're hopeful. That if if the program can be successful, that we we can that our members can use that as a springboard to recruit additional uh, yeah, ad- additional people to our market. It, you know, I was interesting. I was visiting with the superintendent of Fargo Public Schools, and uh, he told me that twenty seven percent of the of the ch- children going to Fargo Public Schools twenty seven percent are children of color. Hmm. And he said, I asked him, I said, so how many are, you know, how about the, the administration and teachers? What's the number? And he just, he was, he said, it's less than five. Yeah. And that's... he's looked into it and he said, the, the, the big thing is we don't have applicants that are of color. Right. So 
obviously we're not that's a that's a thing that we can really um, provide as I said a platform to try and use that and it can be something that the public schools our health systems are uh, you know our construction people can really use it hey here's a you know please come to our market this is a this is a program that we have right. to help and in, you know indoctrinate you into our community um, get you involved get you engaged and there are other peers that you'll be able to see I think so. that's incredible I'm, I'm really happy you guys are doing that and excited to see um, you know what what comes from it too because I think it's an important issue mm-hmm. that like you said we just we don't really talk about enough um, and I've it's affected and impacted friends of mine as well so it's something that's near and dear to me too but that's great um, talking about other things that you're excited about in the coming year uh, what does the Chamber of Commerce have planned this year that you're most looking forward to? Or do you even, do you have a favorite event? I, I see you at virtually all of them. Is Corporate Cup maybe or Chamber Choice Awards? Uh, What's number one for you? You know, I, I have a, I, I would say it's the voices of vision that we have. Okay. Um, you know, we just had Danica Patrick um, years, you know, last year we had uh, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Did you get to meet him? Um, I did not. You know okay. what? I've, I'm just kind of weird that way. I've never, I'd never have my picture taken with him, even though staff gets the opportunity. Really? I just, I always feel weird about it. <laughs> I know I've met, you know, I, I see people. I ran into Bill Lambeer at Big Sky one time. You didn't, you didn't say anything. No, I just saw him there, and it's like, man, he's on his spare time. <laughs> I don't need to go bug him. Uh, they probably he, appreciate you. Not bugging him? Yeah, I, well, I would imagine so. I'm sure he never said thank you for not bugging me, but I, I yeah. think, you know, you know, <laughs> I just a hate it. I hate it when people come up and bug me all the time, Jack, on yeah. my off time. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> you have that appeal. Uh, but, yeah, so Voices of Vision, has there been any talk about who's going to be coming for this, this next session? Or I suppose it's a little bit too early on. How long ago was Danica here? That was in November. Okay. Um, so, you, you know what, it's, about it. you know, it. I, I will tell you, Jack, that the day after mm-hmm. is when we really, really start talking about it, and sometimes even immediately following the event. That's awesome. It's like, and the one thing that I will say is uh, this year marks the tenth anniversary. Yeah. So um, I, I know that there's plans to do something up very big. Yeah. Yeah. So I've uh, I've been very complimentary to you and and let you know how much I I appreciate you as a person. And okay, now the hard stuff comes. The hard wow, stuff now is the coming. ripping and tearing apart. Yeah, are you a masochist? Why do you like such horrible sports teams? You're a fan of the Green Bay Packers. You're a fan of the Baltimore Orioles. What, and the Boston Bruins. And the Boston Bruins. I don't I don't speak hockey. You and you don't speak basketball, do you? You don't have no. a basketball team you like? No. Okay. So let's stick to MLB and NFL. But. Um, <laughs> What what was the launching point for both of those fandoms? You know what? Uh, baseball. Uh, my my sister lived in uh, Washington D.C. and uh, uh, married a gentleman from Baltimore. Okay. So I was I was seven eight years old, and so for every birthday, every Christmas, I got baseball hats, I got pennants, I got all kinds of stuff, and it was nineteen sixty eight, sixty nine, seventy seventy one. So I was getting all kinds of Oriole stuff, and uh, they were dominant team. Sure, whooped up on the Twins, who my best friend was a <laughs> Twins fan. So I, I was. It. That's kind of where I learned to rub. You know, yeah. I, I turned into that guy as uh-huh. a child about mm-hmm. rubbing it in. Um, 
So yeah, so I even wore orange for you today, I, yeah, Jack. Yeah, that's, that's what kind of you know pitchers it. and catchers report in fourteen days. It's true. It's I true. Know. I got I'm, the calendar marked. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, we we picked up your guy Jonathan Scoop. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope you didn't pay too much. Uh, no, it was a yeah. it was a bargain deal. Um, but you know, and, and the Vikings. I was actually a Viking fan for a short period of time because my brother was and all of that. Um, loved Joe Cap. Yeah. And when they played at the Met, that was great. Um, however, when uh, they signed Fran Tarkenton, I don't know, I was probably 10 or 11 or something like that, I, he hated that guy. Yeah. Because he couldn't, he couldn't throw the ball 20 yards. And he'd throw these little flutter balls, and he'd run around like a, you know, it was just, I hated that style of football. Sure. And and then, so then it developed into where I hated the color purple, and then the next thing you know, then they move into a dome, and I think that's <laughs> not, football's meant to be played outside. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like the Lions, they're always, they're, uh, they I know. play indoors. We got Dan in the room, too. Yeah. We've got a <laughs> Lions fan, a Packer fan, and a Vikes fan. Where, yeah, well, where's the Bear I wonder, fan? Now, of the three of us, who's ever celebrated a Super Bowl victory? <laughs> or two. Yeah. Or say. three. Right. Or four. Right. I, well, we, I, I think I've told I think you I this digress. before. My, my dad's from Kenosha, Wisconsin, so I weirdly grew up also kind of rooting for the Packers because he was always in a better mood after they won. <laughs> Um, so it really just made me hate the Bears that much more, probably. Well, there's, there's always that. Everybody hates the Bears. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I, it just, uh, for many years, I was just, uh, I'd never had a team. I just hated the Vikings, and I just, you know, would rag on all my friends. And mm -hmm. thankfully, they fed right into the, you know, the my my abuse. Easy team to hate. Yeah, oh, I think God, I'd yeah. started hating them this yeah. past year. And so then it was like in the mid-80s, I just had friends who said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of you giving me crap about my yeah. team all the time. You don't even have one I can give <laughs> you crap about. So you couldn't pick the Bears back then because they had Peyton. They had way too many good players. Sure. So it was like I hated indoor football. I didn't like artificial turf. I needed somebody to play. It, it just was process of elimination. Yeah. And plus the fact that they are the only publicly owned team in professional sports, I think is very cool. Yeah. We don't have that psycho Ziggy Woof or whatever his <laughs> name is or his, that whole Ziggy Woof family. I think that's his dog's name. It's Woof. It's Wilf. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to name my next puppy Ziggy Woof. Um, <laughs> so the last question I've got for you, and probably the most important, too, for, for you to uh, give a good answer here is, how does somebody get involved with the chamber if they're wanting to? Um really just reach out to us you know um I, I think that sometimes people are think that they're you know that they need to be a, a member themselves mm -hmm. but it's really not that way and and w if your company is a chamber member you as an employee are completely uh available to all of the programs and events that we have um some it's it's amazing how many organizations are just unaware of that uh, you, there's a lot of ways to get your organization involved. Yeah. We, we do have some events that um, non-members can attend, um, but, you know, for the most part, we just think that there's, uh, there's more value um, than that meets the eye to right. chamber membership. And it's, it's either myself or someone within our team will come out and visit with you and your organization to talk about it. Um, 
and it's it's really you know we we delve into agribusiness we delve into military appreciation um we delve into as i said before public uh, policy and advocacy right, right. um there's a lot of different areas that we do uh we do try to provide service and 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 guidance for um so that's really where we want to uh yeah, it, it's really just if, if there's any interest, please contact us either uh, off our website, which is www.fmwfchamber.com, Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo, yeah. um, or just give us a call. Awesome. Well, thanks, Darren. Will you stick around for a couple more minutes and play our 20 and 20 game after we hear a word from our sponsors here? I would love to, Jack. All right. Good man. My name is Jack Yakowitz, coming to you from Office Sign Company, where I am part of the awesome team of individuals that helps create signs for your business. We offer free digital proofing. We try to challenge you a little bit to think outside of putting your logo into a box, but really make sure that your design and aesthetic that you're bringing off with your signage tells the story of your business and what you're trying to convey to potential customers. If you have a custom sign project that you're looking for help on, visit us at our downtown Fargo office, which is 310 NP Avenue North, or visit our website website at officesignedcompany.com. And we are back with Darren Dunlop from the Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber of Commerce. He's going to be playing our 20 and 20 game. Uh, Darren, I need some undivided attention from you as I explain the rules. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> hello. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Yep. <laughs> he was staring at the wall. Um, so so basically how this game works is that in 20 seconds, or you're going to have 20 seconds to answer something that I give you a category on. So last week with Josh Ulrich from Scoop and Dough, we did the category of downtown Fargo businesses, and he had to name as many as he could within that 20-second span. For each one that you name, we will give a percent off our customers next order. So uh, Josh did 10, I believe, was it last time, Dan? Uh, so that was 10% off customers order for the rest of the month. Um, so today, hopefully you can break that record, set a new one, and get some more percentage off for our customers on officesigncompany.com. Okay. You feel not, like you understand it's it? It's not percentage off their chamber membership dues or anything no. like that because I think I'm <laughs> I would have had. <laughs> I, like, I don't know any of these. Yeah, that's cool, right, Craig? Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, just on officesigncompany.com. So the max you can get is 20. Uh, if you get past that, that's incredible, but still the customer is only going to get 20% off. So don't don't what overachieve too much. if I slur my words and it's unrecognizable to you guys is that is, as long is as Dan, Dan over can there? count it, Dan, Dan's our guy that's counting. So, yeah. uh, okay. We'll try it out. Um, okay, so any questions on how this is going to work? Oh, am I doing the same question? No. I'm going to tell you it, but then oh, I have here to I've been racking my brain to make sure that I hit <laughs> members and things like that. So no, okay. this this will be good. I feel like you have some knowledge on this subject. I specifically chose this category for you. So, all right, 20 seconds on the clock. The okay. category today is famous people from North Dakota or Minnesota. You ready? Go. Angie Dickinson, Louis Lamore, Roger Mudd, uh, Travis Hafner. Darren Erstead, uh, Phil Jackson, uh, Minnesota. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Paul Molitor, Dave Winfield. And you're up. Dang. How, how many did you come up with? Eight. Eight. You win a lot of sports players. Well, no, no mention of Prince. Purple thing, remember? I'm, I don't like <laughs> okay. purple. No, that was pretty good. So it was eight. Uh, so if you use the promo code 20 and 20 at checkout on officesigncompany.com, you'll receive 8% off your order. Next week, we'll try to get someone in that's a little bit better at this game. <laughs> you, did well. you did well. You tried. Um, Darren, do you have anything else to say before we, before we close this thing out? 
Um, no, thank you very much, Jack. This is my first podcast. I'm yes, sure sir. that uh, after this uh, this session that people will be lined up to have me as a guest again. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, you're a good guest. Thank you, Darren. Uh, and that is it for today.